This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 747 on this Sunday morning. Well, today is officially the first day of Canadian Fertility Awareness Week. And we talked a little bit about this last weekend when Dr. Uspi was on the program at Olive Fertility. So we thought we would do another segment about this because it is an issue that affects many, many Canadians. And joining me to talk about a very personal story uh, dealing with fertility is uh, Marilyn Hines. And she uh, joins us on the line. Good morning uh, to you. Hello. Hi there. How are you this morning? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll we'll talk about a bit about your story and how your life was affected with fertility treatment and such, because I think it is something that more women than we know are going through. Perhaps a lot of women don't share the stories as much, or maybe just tell immediate family in that. But take us back if you can, and tell us how you first got involved with this. Well, when I was about 25, um, I decided I definitely wanted to be a mother. And at that point, I wasn't in a meaningful relationship. And I decided if I wasn't with the right person by the age of 35, I was going to do it on my own. Uh, Which is a pretty big decision uh, (laughs) to make. (laughs) Fast forward then 10 years, and then what happened? Well, I started trying when I was... Um, 34, so I started a little bit early, and um, my initial tests, everything looked great. Um, The doctors were fairly confident that I could get pregnant early on, and so I started um, the procedures, and nothing happened. I wasn't getting pregnant. And then at what point did you you realize that uh, you had to go uh, to a bit more uh, aggressive intervention? Um, it was after it was after my seventh attempt that my doctor kind of said, "Okay, look, we need to get a bit more aggressive. Here are some options," and we we decided at that point to jump straight to IVF, uh, which can be um, which can be a, a very invasive, uh, an invasive and expensive uh, experience. <laughs> yes, it is definitely both of those things that's for sure. Um, and just, just, you know, I mean, it's, it's emotionally exhausting. You're on a lot of fertility medication. Um, you're giving yourself injections every day. Um, it's very precise as to when you have to do what. So it, it really controls your life in, in a lot of ways. And, and did you ever know, or, or is, was it an issue at all wanting to know why, um, why you weren't getting pregnant the old-fashioned way that, that you had to go through and, and go through IVF? I mean, that, that's sort of the problem with infertility is so many of us fall into a, what they call unexplained infertility, where, you know, everything, you know, our eggs look good, our numbers look good, you know, they can't find anything physically wrong with us. And yet, we still, we still struggle. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was there was a a real need for me to understand why. Um, and you know, over the course of of the four years of treatment, I did get more information, but it still is, you know, a little unknown as to why it was so difficult for me. <laughs> And uh, so walk us through, if you can, uh, part of of the IVF and what happened once you started that treatment. Uh, (laughs) 
Well, it, it starts with drugs, as, as almost all infertility treatments do. And um, then you go through about 9 to 12 days of injections. Um, and though that's, that's sort of the most intense, intense point because, A, you're injecting yourself. B, you're really filling your body full of these drugs. And, um, and you're also starting to feel the effects in your ovaries of all these drugs kind of doing their work to, to kind of kickstart everything. Um, and then following up on that, you then go through, um, you know, the, the final stages of the IVF where they take out the eggs, they fertilize them. And then you're basically on pins and needles waiting each day to hear from the clinic as to how many eggs are still in the running, you know, how many have fertilized, how many embryos are still growing. So it's, it's a very tense process for sure. And, and what happened then, then it, it sounds like I read a bit of your, your background. It sounds like there was, there was promise right away, but then as it was with many stories that we hear or many experiences with this, uh, a lot of heartbreak as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, I, I, my first two IVFs, I got pregnant with both of them. Um, but I learned early on that I was going to be going to be miscarrying. So I went in for my six week ultrasound. Um, both times the babies had heartbeats, but they'd stopped growing. So the doctor said it was just a matter of time before I miscarried. Which and then, like, like you said, you're already you're, you're pumped full of these drugs. You're you've been taking treatments and that. How how was your 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 mind during during this time having to deal with all of that? The first time round, uh, honestly, I, I I was a mess. I mean, I my I had developed an anxiety disorder. Um, once I heard that I'd lost the first baby, um, I entered a severe depressive state. Um, <clears throat> It, it it was really rough. The second the second miscarriage was a little bit different. Um, I sort of came home from from the hospital, and I decided I just I didn't want to go through it by myself. I didn't want to feel as lonely as I had the first time around. And so I actually ended up telling everyone in my life what I was doing. I mean, my close friends and my family already knew, but. Nobody else knew. And so I just kind of told everybody, look, this is what I've been trying to do. This is what's been happening. And, you know, I just had a second miscarriage and this is how I'm feeling. And the reaction was amazing. I mean, people that friends that I didn't even know had gone through similar struggles started contacting me and telling me about their stories and how difficult it was for them. Friends who had no idea what this was like just offered to take me out for an evening and, you know, get my mind off it. I mean, people were just extremely supportive. <laughs> and and once you got through that, or once you had dealt with that, um, we've only got about three minutes left, and I want to make sure we get to the to the end of the story. Um, how did how did things end up? <laughs> well, my my third IVF cycle um, was both a failure and a success. A failure in that I didn't get pregnant but a success in that I had extra embryos left over to freeze. And my first frozen cycle, I got pregnant and stayed pregnant. 
It must. I would imagine that the anxiety, though, after having gone through all that you went through, even when a doctor tells you everything looks good, it must have been difficult to believe the doctor. Oh yes, I I, I told her to check again <laughs> <laughs> in the ultrasound. I'm like, um, can you just double check that you're that you're telling the truth here that everything is okay? And every check, pretty much up until you know. Up until third trimester, every check, it was kind of like a little bit of anxiety going in. You know, is everything going to be okay? Is there going to be a problem? You know, you just you just learn to anticipate it. So it definitely made for for a um, a slightly more stressed pregnancy than than perhaps I would have had if I'd stayed pregnant the first time. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for, for women or couples uh, who perhaps are, are dealing with fertility issues and don't really know where to go? Um, my advice, I guess, is once you feel like there might be a problem, be aggressive about it. Like, go go and, you know, get a referral, go to one of these clinics um, and, and talk to someone about it. You know, I, I think a lot of a lot of couples, you know, go two, three years of trying, and, and honestly, I don't think you need to do that. Like, you can, you can get help a lot, a lot sooner. The other thing I would say, too, is <clears throat> if you have people that you think are going to be supportive in your life, just tell them, you know, tell them up front. Like, there's this stigma about, oh, don't tell anyone that you're pregnant, you know, because un- until the second trimester, because then they could you could miscarry and then you'd have to tell them all you miscarried. And it's like, okay, but if you tell them all you miscarried, then you have all that support. If you haven't told anyone, then you're dealing with that grief all on your own. All right. Well, Merwin, thank you so much for joining us and telling your story today. A very personal one. Uh, We're out of time, but I really appreciate uh, you joining us. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.